0: Welcome to Mentally Stronger, the podcast where with every episode, we're learning practical ways to let go of stress and struggles, grow our mental strengths, and live a happier, healthier, more meaningful life. I'm your host, Melly O'Brien, co-founder of Mindfulness.com and creator of mindfulness-based mental strength training. I'm so glad to have you with me. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of the Mentally Stronger podcast. I am so stoked to have you with me. I hope you're doing well wherever you're tuning in from. Today, I'm going to talk about how to train your mind to let go of toxic self-doubt. So in this episode, I'm going to cover three things. First, what is toxic self-doubt? Second, why do we experience it? And third, how do we overcome it? So let's start with what is toxic self-doubt? Well, we all have these moments, right, where the voice in the head starts to whisper things like, this isn't going to work. You're not good enough. You're not talented enough. You're not smart enough. You're not experienced enough to do that. Who do you think you are? Sound familiar? That's the voice of self-doubt. And sometimes it sounds a little more like this. He or she would never be into you. You know, your looks are fading, you're too short, you're too tall, you're too geeky, you're too something, right? No one's going to like you the way you are. Maybe other times it sounds like, look, I know you want to do this thing, but what if you fail? You might make a fool of yourself. What if they hate your work? You'll be humiliated, play it safe, don't even bother. It's never going to work. You're nobody. You're an idiot. You're not special ouch, right? Sounds pretty harsh. But I bet it also doesn't sound totally unfamiliar. And when we experience self-doubt, it can crush our confidence, lower our self-worth, and really hold us back from doing the things that we care about. It can also even lead to anxiety and depression. So why do we experience this kind of self-doubt? Well, self-doubt, I hate to say it, it's a part and parcel of just having a normal human mind. There's nothing wrong with you if your mind does this, and it's not your fault. Look, the human mind has evolved over the last 200,000 years or so in such a way that it naturally causes us to experience self-doubt. Our ancestors lived as hunter-gatherers, or what we sometimes refer to as cavemen or women, and their lives were very difficult and dangerous. So in order to survive, their minds had to be constantly on the lookout for potential threats, problems, and dangers. If they weren't constantly on the lookout for danger, they didn't survive very long. So the default setting of the human mind is survival and safety above everything else. And it tends to focus on anything, therefore, that could cause us harm or be a threat anything that could go wrong and it does that much more than it does focus on what could go right. Now, we have inherited this mind from our ancestors, even though we live in a very different world than our caveman ancestors did. Our minds still operate in much the same way. Our mind still tends to fixate on what could go wrong. It worries about worst case scenarios. But now instead of worrying about a saber-toothed tiger attack. We worry about our business failing, uh, our relationship falling apart, our humiliating ourselves. We worry about our health, all kinds of things. So when our minds focus more on what could go wrong, we tend to get a distorted view of the world. And these doubts and fears can become overwhelming and stop us from trust trying to do the things that really matter to us, stop us from moving towards them. But there's a second reason that self-doubt comes up. You see, in the caveman days, humans only survived in tribes. We did not survive alone. So our survival literally depended on having the approval of others in the tribe. If you didn't have the approval of others and you got rejected, it meant almost certain death. That's why rejection literally sometimes feels like death. So how does the mind make sure you don't get booted out of the tribe? It constantly compares you to other people and assesses, am I fitting in? Am I good enough? Am I contributing enough? Am I doing anything that could get me rejected? Am I attractive enough? Am I successful enough? Am I value valuable enough for them to want to keep me around? So even though we don't live in tribes anymore, again, our mind is still operating in pretty much the same way. You might notice this, right? It's constantly assessing. Whether or not we're good enough in the eyes of other people, whether we're measuring up and now we face a really big challenge because, because of the age that we're living in, the exposure to marketing messages and social media and the internet, now we're comparing ourselves to a huge amount of people with almost impossible standards to measure up to. And as we scroll and surf through these glossy and polished images, Of people who are sexier than us, happier than us, more successful, more wealthy, the mind compares ourselves to that and it ramps up the fear circuitry in the mind. And we start to feel more and more like we're not good enough. This is probably one of the reasons for a huge surge in depression over the last decade since our connectivity to media has really increased. So self doubt is a byproduct of having. A normal human mind. It's a battle we all have within our heads from time to time, but it need not define us. So, on that note, let's now look at three steps to overcoming self doubt. So, here's the three simple steps. So, whenever you notice self doubt arises, whichever form it takes, first step is to thank the mind. Now, why would we thank the mind for this? Well, the reason is because the mind is. Much like our inner guard dog that is simply trying to protect and serve us. It wants to keep us safe. So it will bark and bark and point out the scary things, tell you, you're not measuring up, tell you about all the worst case scenarios. It'll do that in an attempt just to keep you safe. It runs these patterns out of habit, like an old software program that's out of date, you know, and it can't help it. So by thanking the mind, it's like patting that guard dog of the mind, letting it know You've heard it's warning, thanking it in a friendly way for being there for you. And in that way, really bring forth a sense of equanimity, calm and wisdom in those moments. Second step, make your values and your vision bigger than the fear. So now that we've acknowledged the old fear part and we've thanked the mind, the second step is to take a moment to connect with your values which might be things like kindness, courage, determination, playfulness, or creativity. And you also want to connect with your vision. So you might have something in your life you really care about moving towards, whether it's asking someone on a date, going for a promotion, or maybe saying no to an event because you want to have more time with your family. You know, in that moment, you, you, you want to just connect with your vision and your values and make that vision and make your values forefront of your mind. And step three is to take meaningful action towards what matters to you. So despite what the voice in the head says, right? So Van Gogh reportedly once said, if you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint, by all means paint and that voice will be silenced. And how wonderful that he did paint despite that voice. We're all really blessed by the creativity and the beauty that he brought into the world. So. The voice in the head really is just that it's bits of language that move through the mind, bits of sound, a story that the mind is making up out of habit and really nothing more than that. So you can paint when the inner voice says you can't, you can ask that person out or go for that job. Even if the mind says you're never going to get what you want. So knowing that the mind is just making up these stories, go ahead and take meaningful action. Towards what matters to you, and bring your own beauty, your own creativity into the world. So while none of us are immune to self-doubt, we all have the ability to continue on with doing what matters most to us, despite it. The next time that you experience some self-doubt, try these three steps: thank the mind, meet your values and your vision bigger than the fear, and take meaningful action towards what matters to you most in your heart. In this way, the self-doubt, yeah, it'll still arise, but it won't define you and it certainly won't defeat you. Wishing you a wonderful week ahead with this practice. I hope it's helpful for you and I look forward to being with you next time. If you know someone who you think might benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them. Sharing it could really help them to feel better and improve the quality of their life. And if you found this episode helpful, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive more tips on growing your mental strength. And if you'd like some more support in becoming mentally strong, come over to the website and check out the different coaching and training options I have on offer there for you. You can find the links for all of that in the show notes. And thanks again for tuning in. Take care and stay strong.